Hi, I'm Forrest Griffin. Brian Carraway. And Lisa Tate. What's up, guys? This is Joseph Benavidez, UFC flyweight. Hi, this is Greg Jackson, and you're listening to It's MMA Zing, and that is an amazing pun. Get it? Like MMA, but amazing? I'm amazing. Radio. Welcome to It's M Amazing Radio. I am your host, Dr. Law. We got that hashtag skeleton crew going tonight. It's me and DJ Mark's here, too. Hey! Do you think the people know at this point with the podcast, Mark, we're like, okay, Bobby's chances of being there, 100%, basically. Because it's a show, actually. Um, Mark, 99%. Maybe I'll let I was look. gonna say ninety five, but I like the. Booth. I was gonna say that. I think I think they just look at the calendar. Is it E three? Okay, oh, that's a good point. Okay, good point. If, if, not, if not, Mark's you know Mark's gonna be there. All right, next, Stefan or Mike? Those are the both variables. In fairness, Mike was gone an entire year, so I think Stefan's percentage is much better at this point. I think probably what it is is when they download the podcast and they see it's only around an hour. They're like, oh, two man crew. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and they know who that two-man crew is. Boys and girls, let me tell you about this podcast this week. Um, neither of us watched this shit from Saturday or Sunday. I don't even know when it was. Let's say Saturday. Um, Ooh, early Saturday? Early Saturday. Mm-hmm. There was like 24,000 Russians in the building, too. So, well done there. There was a warlord there watching, too, which... Yeah. All the things about MMA these days make me like make me want to be a fan less. It's great. Um, we know Mark Hunt got choked. And then a bunch of cheaters came out Mark Hunt on Instagram... And if you're not following the It's the It's M Amazing Instagram account, well, first of all, I don't blame you. We got like 14 followers. We're working but. on it. But, you know, we're going to have a little – we're going to tell you what, you know, what you missed out on. You know, we don't want you to miss out on the great, uh, the great shit Mark Hunt was uh, dropping on these fools. Um, uh, we got an MMA fighter with a rap song, you know, T. Wood. Put out, uh, was it I'm a beat your ass or I beat I will beat your ass or mm-hmm. something like that. And you purchased it, right? Because I listened to it. Mike purchased it. We listened to the preview. I couldn't okay. figure out how to. I couldn't because <laughs> I could only find it on iTunes at the time. I gotta check if it's on Google Music because I'm on. I'm yeah, on board, you, you, man. I'll yeah. support. I'll to support be fair, what I heard of the preview was more than enough for me. I was like, it. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. It's not necessarily something that I'm like. I need to jam to every now and then. But good for Woodley. And mostly, I liked that. Like. When was it Anik that was interviewing? Was it Rogan? It might have been Rogan, right? Rogan. He, that was the first thing he said. Yeah, he's like, "What's the future? Who are you going to fight next?" Like, no, no, Joe. I got a, I got a song dropping. Yeah, we need to promote that right now. Exactly. You know, I like the priorities. Um. Yeah. Um. The UFC is going to do another card next weekend with a main event that was put together about twelve hours ago. Which say, mere hours ago, right? I was going to. So you know, if you bought tickets to that thing, people of Sao Paulo. Fucking best shit is happening, man. They're they're sending you the cream of the crop with this one. Um, we're not watching that shit either, quite frankly. When is this on Saturday? Yeah. I'm trying to think what I got going. What I even got going on this weekend? I don't uh, know if I have anything going on. Like, that's the thing, man. Like, I mean, look, there's a better chance of me calling Mark on Saturday at like 9 p.m. and saying, "Do you want to go get a milkshake?" And Mark, okay, that's a better idea than this. Oh, okay? no, I agree. Milkshakes are delicious. <laughs> I mean, if you're like, let's get a raw vegan sh- smoothie for our, you know. To balance our health issues, I'd be like, eh, maybe not, Bobby. You know what you say? You say I'd watch you. He says I'd come just to watch you eat this horrible thing for the entertainment of it. <laughs> yeah. Watch um, your face turn green. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Manoa landed in Brazil, starts going for a run, tears his hamstring. That sucks. That, that sucks, sucks so man. Um, and not because, like, I, I don't think either of us are clamoring for this fight, but really just, yeah, dude trained, put in all the hard work. He's literally like, I just need to get my blood pumping after being on that airplane and pulls his hamstring. It's not quite as bad as uh, Ferguson's neck injury from turning around too quickly, but these little injuries right before, and I think this keeps up, wasn't it? Do you remember the, the statistics Steph said? Was it? It's 30? like every event, basically. <laughs> Literally every event this year, the main or co-main event has been canceled. This one was not safe from that, which is just so sad. and ugh, just makes me feel sick. Apparently, uh, Tanya Avenger was going to be on this car, too, but she got pulled because her opponent got hurt, which... That sucks. Right, well, I mean, yeah, Save yourself happens. the fucking flight, though, man. Brazil is a long flight, man. I've been to Brazil. It's a wonderful place to visit. Um, you guys probably listen to this podcast and wonder why you hear that random noise every fucking week. It's because Dell, at this moment, every week decides to tell me to optimize my PC, and I'm figuring I'll out how to stop it. I, I do every I do I tried to before the show. I'm like, it's optimized now, right, Dell? No, nope. Updates coming in hot, hot and heavy. Yeah. 
Um, all right. Uh, where was I? Yeah. So there's a card happening. Uh, we're gonna talk. We're gonna we're gonna mention it existed maybe one more time. Um, we got some Chuck and Tito. We got a date. We got a press conference. Apparently, we've been saying Chuck's name wrong all these years. De La Hoya was quick to point out to fix that for us. Whoa, uh, what was he calling it? Lydell. Lydell. Okay. Lydell. Yeah. Um, we're talking a little Brock Lesnar because I was watching Hell in a Cell, and all of a sudden burns. I'm like, I'm like, yo, who's that skinny dude? And then Brock Lesnar was out in the cage. So He's kicking cage doors in, right? That's yeah. literally all I saw was yeah. the door uh, was broken and Brock wasn't. Yeah, of it. I was uh I watched most of that show. Um I uh, got soul. Yeah. Well I was yeah. There was a uh, my the Tales of Bobby's Day could be its own podcast, quite frankly, but we're not gonna get into that. Um all right, UFC was in Russia. Let's talk about that. Um Mark Hunt got choked. Yeah, not too surprising given the opponent and, you know, the track record. I I think I talked about it briefly. You know, Mark Hunt getting choked out and submitted was a very common occurrence about, I don't know how long, it was probably like six, seven years ago. Mm. Hasn't happened in a long time, but not surprising that in this fight with this opponent, he got submitted. I mean, Olenek honestly is a, um, I think Olenek, we all have a lot of fun here with the fact that he's, you know, 42 years old or whatever, and he's got 100 fights. You got but a million Ezekiel chokes. And- honestly, he's a goddamn athletic marvel that he's doing this all. Like, it's really impressive that he's, you know, 70 fights in. And he's, you know, I'm looking at his UFC record like, man, he's, you know, since he's been back, he's one, two, three, four, five, six and two. Yeah, no? not bad at all. You know, he lost. I, mean, I think the- when you lost- look. Yeah, when you look at his track record overall, there's a lot of good names on it. A lot of solid wins. And. It definitely seems a few times he's kind of popped into the main street organizations. He, he, he's fluttered a little bit, right? Like he had a fight with Jeff Monson a while back. He lost. He was in Bellator for a short stint and he went one and one there. So I think sometimes on the big stage, he hadn't performed, you know, super great earlier on in his career. But right now he's he's doing really good. I mean, especially at heavyweight where, you know, the division's not super thick. Um, getting a nice win over Mark Hunt. Uh, that's a big feather in his cap. And. Was he ranked before this fight, Bob? I have to imagine he is now. I'd hope. I mean, if, he were, if he was already on a winning streak, I'd imagine. And the main so. event, I have to imagine. But I, I mean, I main mean, event means nothing, apparently. But Yeah. And I, his last loss was against Curtis Blades, uh, which, you know, a, a year back when it happened probably hurt him a little bit. But now Curtis is kind of on a run. You know, his last fight, he just demolished over him. So he's right in the conversation. So, yeah, I think this is definitely a guy you have to look out for. And, I mean, he has a skill set that definitely – warrants uh the respect that his record kind of gives him yeah um but yeah impressive win for him um yeah nikrita krylov's ufc return spoiled by uh jan blockowitz which is a tough fight in general jan's a good fighter um and uh andre's andre arlovsky had a bit of a streak come to an end here and uh we were all pretty right about tiago alves losing that fight yeah that's unfortunate but and uh, Cajun Johnson lost a split decision to Khabilov in uh, in fucking Russia, man. We all love Cajun, jo- Cajun Johnson for what he's trying to do with MMA fighters and unions and all that stuff. But he's about – they didn't send his ass to Russia to fight a guy from Dagestan because they want to keep him around. So let's be honest. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah, uh, Tysimov, though, got another win. Tysimov's a good fighter. Tysimov is – I think the shine kind of wore off on him a little bit. He's the one, he's the one who looks like his parents are his cornermen. Okay. okay. He had that. If he had that fight with the, uh, I thought it was with. I might be mixed. I thought if he fought Lorenz, I might be mixing him up with somebody else. I'm having a hard time. Oh, whatever. Fuck it. I forgot who he was. <laughs> We're moving on. Um. Yeah. Um. My favorite part of this card is really that people ask Mark Hunt, "What do you think about Fabricio Verdum getting a two year suspension?" And those of you who follow the It's M Amazing Twitter account saw me say good to that news because I really don't like Fabricio Verdum. Um, I mean, he got caught, right? That's what the two yeah, years. Uh, yeah, he got caught. Um, and, and and the whole drug lord thing, or the, the warlord. That's thing. really why. I don't. I mean, the drug <laughs> testing is what it is. But like, he's defends it. Shoot, and every time there's an opportunity to be a homophobe, Fabrizio really leans into it. Yeah, that's like, not a good look. No, um, not you know. But um, I, I mean, we're all supposed to act shocked that my man, you know, at age 39, developed unre- un like unstoppable, you know, cardio. Just mm-hmm. like he'd be turned into a fucking machine. Um, Mark Hunt, though, still pretty bitter, still suing the UFC. Um, so, Marcus, you want to play the role of Mark Hunt in these tweet in these messages, or would you like to play the role oh, of the Brazilian I, messaging him? I, I lost the. Uh... Oh, let me give you a moment here. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, Mark Hunt was um, apparently Verdum heard Mark Hunt call him a bunch of names because people ask Mark Hunt, 
what do you think of her doom? And Mark Hunt was like, that motherfucker. And where was that? That wasn't after the fight, right? Before the fight, they asked him. All right, okay, fair. And by, and by the way, like Luke Thomas talked about how he went up to Mark Hunt one time and said, are you getting sick of talking about this? And he's like, yeah, but they asked me. If you're going to ask Mark Hunt, he's not going to lie to you. So that's the way he's it is. He's a straight shooter. So first we had uh, Vanille Silva come at Mark Hunt. And Marcus, what did Vanille Silva tell Mark Hunt? He said, don't worry, we meet soon, fat MDFK, which I had asked Bobby, what the hell does MDFK mean? And you were thinking it's mudda. Motherfucker. I'm not thinking motherfucker. <laughs> I think that makes sense. And Mar- threw me. <laughs> yeah, and Mark Hunt replied with, bitch, I already knocked your teeth out. Next time you're going in a coma, you dirty rat fuck. Now, Mark Hunt calling people rat fuck is my new favorite thing. And thankful for us, there was a sequel. Okay, Marcus, what did Verdum come at him with? <laughs> this is, okay, because I, I got confused this one. Yeah, come it on. took a second here because he, he, yeah. he went third person with himself here a little bit. Oh, because it's real, okay. So he says, you're not following daddy, parentheses, at Verdum. On Instagram, when daddy sees you, I'm going to knock you out again. Smiley face with sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, Verdum talking that shit, call himself daddy. Well, Mark, uh, Mark Hunt replied with, Daddy, does, uh, Daddy doesn't have a job anymore because Daddy sticks needles in his stupid ass. Which whole is bunch, Whole bunch of laughing crying emojis. Enjoy working at the petrol station, you rat fuck. <laughs> Way more laughing crying emojis. Uh, again, Mark Hunt calling people rat fuck. My new favorite thing. I mean, he re- he's really got it over both these guys because one, he beat one of them. And the other one did just get caught with steroids. And I do love the Daddy sticks needles in his ass. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. Mark Hunt's now 500, man. Back to oh, 500. He, mm-hmm. um, he was, you know what? Mark Hunt's a 500 fighter. What are you going to do? He's real, yeah. you know, we do or die out there. That. And for a while, we thought, like, maybe he's getting out of that, you know? Because he had that stint where he got a title shot. He's getting a lot of wins racked up. I mean, up. shit, he's 44. Also, he got old. <laughs> I mean, he does that, old. too. I mean, and, and look, at the, the guy has a gas tank, but he's not, like, what you would consider to be, like, a nat- like a natural athlete, really, right? He doesn't have that kind of body type you know he carries a lot of weight but i mean he carries it well for you know a guy that's as heavy as he is that has to normally cut to get 265 he's not usually a guy that has uh you know gas tank issues but you also have to remember like this isn't a guy that grew up trying to be an mma fighter right he's he's a guy who kind of stumbled into kickboxing was really successful there and as that career path was starting to wind a little bit he jumped ship to mma and started fighting in pride and kind of got thrown into the the lines den there and he's done really well you know for a guy that you know we, we we talk about who he just lost to and he has a really good record but he wasn't fight you know facing the competition that um mark hunt was and you know he had a different background yeah. in fighting altogether so and mark then hunt really, just fought killers man he just fought everybody's a killer look at his record they're all killers yeah <laughs> and it's kind of like what i think you me and steph and mike it's like we we like fighters that are like fighters and mark hunt's definitely one of those fighters his record doesn't really show somebody who is you know top tier fighter but like the dude just comes to bang and like like we saw in his his instagram or tweet exchange like the guy doesn't give a fuck you know he's just he's totally himself and he goes out there and he does what he does and um you know he comes up short sometimes but it doesn't devalue him in in my eyes anymore really for me it's just like he's getting older i think it's realistic to start thinking about hanging it up but if he still wants to compete and he feels like he's able to you know maybe jumping ship to yeah do, do you know who enjoyed my uh my messages was the rise in instagram account they like oh, both of our I'm messages sure um, they, did. they did um but actually you know kind of relevant to what you just said because um we had a memorial for my grandfather who passed away last month we uh, did that yesterday and you know uh, a bunch of friends were there including our friend ashcon who actually did the beat for the um for the podcast you know contributor uh yeah he gave god bless him k-o-n on um on soundcloud k-a-y-o-h-e-n yeah. anyway to, it's amazing and see all this shit there too, yeah so. he's our boy but he was asking me because we were talking about mcgregor and he said you know he's and he said you know i i you know he's asking me we were trying to he was trying to go through like who didn't he's like who did connor lose to the guy who choked him when connor was bombing on him for two rounds i'm like oh that was you know nate diaz and he oh, said that, and he says, why is Nate Diaz? He says, he said, Nate Diaz is really popular, right? And I'm like, yeah, he is. And he asked me, he says, you know, doesn't he have a lot of losses? And I kind of just had to explain MMA to him a little bit where I'm like, this isn't boxing where like you see a guy where everybody, you go 40 and 0 and all of a sudden we love you. This is a sport where like Randy Couture with 10 losses and BJ Penn with 12 yeah. losses are beloved. And we can talk about BJ Penn a little later, quite frankly, with that bullshit, but the re- I mean, every I mean, I love BJ Penn more than anybody else in this podcast, and it's because like 
you hear the stories that BJ Penn came back to the UFC and wanted to fight the heavyweight champion. You know, but BJ Penn wanted to fight Tim Sylvia. Like that's that, <laughs> back that's then, a, almost everybody wanted. Yeah, to but, fight but, Tim but like BJ Penn literally is just <laughs> no, like yeah. he's just like this is what like it's a bunch of people. It's like it's BJ Penn who, literally fought Leoto. Yeah. that might have been at it. Honestly, <laughs> it was real close. Uh, by the way, that was a close fight. It was boring. They're both fat, but it was boring. Um, but you know, like it's the type of like it's the like there was no money in this fucking sport a long time, you know. And it's just like I mean, it's just you did this because this is what you loved. Yeah. Bunch of martial artists, you threw down. Yeah, the records don't always tell you the whole story, right? And it's in not about. It's not it also about. Does. It's also not about being a boring fighter or not fighter because Matt Matt Hughes had poor, plenty of boring ass fights. But let me fights, But let me tell you, Matt Hughes went out there stripped to the waist, and him and some other dude beat the fuck out of each other, and we all appreciated it. You know, it's not about winning or losing. It's about. No one, you know, I love Tyron Woodley, but there was a lot of times where people thought Tyron, people didn't like Tyron Woodley because it felt like there was still something left in the tank when the fight was over. People like it when you go out there and this is what, that you put it all out there for them. You you can tell in a fight when a fighter is literally trying to finish the fight, hurt the guy, be active and aggressive. And you, you can tell when a guy is just like skating, you know, he's like, I, I'm, I'm in the lead. I can just, I can just hold this guy down for another five minutes and, and get the W. And we respect the I, or at least for myself, I respect the fighters that go out there and it's like, yeah, this guy's trying to, he's not trying to win rounds. He's trying to beat you, whether that's pummeling your face, grabbing a hold of one of your ligaments and stretching in a way that is unnatural or cutting off the oxygen into your head. As long as they are trying to do those things, I'm going to be a fan of you because that's why, that's why I came to, that's why I want to see the fights. I want to see two guys fight. I don't want to see necessarily a, an athletic competition and see who's a better wrestler because if I want to see top level wrestling, one, it's probably extremely hard to find it, but there's other avenues that I would watch instead of watching a, a cage fight, right, like the UFC. So I respect those fighters. And Mark Hunt is of that ilk. The Randy Couture's, the BJ Penns, they're of that ilk. And whether the the record shows it or not, you go out there and you show a good fight, I'm going to be a fan of you. And, and that's why I've nominated a lot of fighters that don't make it in a lot of Hall of Fames. But for me and for our little... You know, what we have here, I want to recognize those fighters that might not get the spotlight shine on them that much, but fucking go out there and put work in, you know, for our entertainment. I feel like those guys need to be credited because, you know, the Akira Sojis of the world just aren't going to get the credit from the mainstream. So that's what we're here for. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm just tooting the fucking Michael Bisping horn for years. And it's not about having one punch knockout power because God knows Mike Bisping doesn't have it. Michael Bisping went out there and when it was over, Michael Bisping looked like he ran a fucking marathon because he unloaded everything he had on you. There was nothing left. And maybe he put you out and maybe you didn't, but that was it. I mean, (laughs) I think obviously for our little group here, like Bisping, even if he didn't get the belt, you probably would have nominated him for. Oh, uh, not even a question. Game. I mean, now, now, and good for Michael Bisbing, and, and so deservingly so. He got that belt, and I feel like now he gets more of the recognition that people like us, and especially you, Bob, have always been kind of putting on the sky. Like, this guy's super legit. And like I mentioned, and like you just mentioned, like, he goes out there to fight. Michael Bisbing does not just win rounds. Like, there's been maybe sometimes dudes trying to fucking survive because he get cracked in dome, and he's just trying to survive. But, that guy goes out there to fight, and and that's really what we're saying. And when you talk to someone you know who isn't familiar with um, MMA, and they're just mostly familiar with boxing, yeah, those records in boxing are just like you either you don't have any losses or you have two or three losses. And MMA is just not like that. I mean, we do have those guys that come up and have you know stellar records, but just as often you have a guy that you know maybe wins sixty percent of his fights, loses forty, and is still highly ranked because you know sometimes you get a fight with because you don't really know how good a guy is or how much they improve until they, they meet the medal of someone, you know, that's really well, well respected. They beat that guy, you know, they kind of, they gain his popularity, his power, you know, it's a good scalp to have on your record. It, it says a lot. I think a lot of times you can't just look at the number. You have to look at who the guy's faced, how he's done in those fights. There's a lot more to kind of unpack than just like, Oh, this guy is 40 and two. He's legit. Yeah. Um, Mark Hunt wants one more. They're going to Adelaide. It's Australia, and Gokensaki uh, said he would be honored to have that fight. Which, I would like that. I don't know think that's going to go well for Gokensaki. Just throwing that out there. Um, but In what regards, though, right? I mean, because... Uh, he got knocked like unconscious. I was there. I lost 20 bucks on it. He got knocked unconscious by, like, Roundtree, like, two months ago. It's... Oh, it's true. He did get knocked out. Gokun's not that young either, man. Mm. He's not. I, I don't hate that fight because it's just like, it's it fits into Mark. Mark Hunt's wheelhouse, right? And that'll, that'll just be a banger. I kind of hope they can make that happen. And it makes sense, too, if um, Gokansaki just 
just lost a fight, but it would be interesting. It would be that'd be a fun one. That's a good one to go out on, I think. Yeah, especially in Australia too. I mean, win-win. Um. Yeah. Other fights happen. We're gonna move on. Um. UFC. Uh, some news that happened this week. Uh, John Jones is at the UFC headquarters. All right. Is he deadlifting uh, shit? He was with Malky. All right. <laughs> which I know I give Malky shit on this podcast, but Malky is not in the same fucking zip code as that piece of shit Abdi- Ali Abdelaziz. Right. Malky's a standard agent who comes off as scummy. I think right. Malky used to get a lot of shit, and then that warlord shit came out. And we're like, oh, there's levels to this. <laughs> yeah, Malky, Malky just comes off as a spot. Look, man, I'm Middle Eastern. I know a Middle Eastern shyster when I see one. Malky's a Middle Eastern shyster. Ali Abdelaziz is just a piece of shit. All right, on yeah, top Malky of it, all just seem like a like a man, like a legit manager. Mm-hmm. In that, like he, someone's gonna get fucking screwed over, right? Because that that's mm-hmm. what managers do. They're either screwing over the company, or sometimes the fighters get screwed over, and they make. Bank, I mean, look, the know? fact that Malky represents John Jones and Hector Lombard and Frank Mir and just a whole lot of people who've tested positive for shit. It doesn't mean it's it doesn't mean him, it's his but... fault. But I'm just saying. Anyway, um. I've been saying this for a while. I want it on the records because you guys saw, you guys heard us say this like a month ago that I think John Jones is facing Alexander Gustafson. And I think that's the fucking main event in New York because they haven't announced the main event. Okay. And they're not going to announce it apparently next week at the uh, date of this. They may not announce it at the press conference this week because they moved the ticket sales back another week. Oh, all right. Okay, so they want they want to announce something before the tickets go on sale. Then yes, yeah. Um, even though I think they can sell it out with Nate Diaz's name alone, and it's already a pretty damn good card. Just put a cherry on top of it. I think they could get away with Valentina and Joanna. Yeah, that's you what know. we were talking about last week. Which even though I, I mean, even though for New York, I think it's kind of like I'm like I, I was listening to MMA beat, and Luke Thomas was like, I don't know for New York you can get away with that. I think at this point you can because expectations are low, but I don't know, and I um. I want. I mean, I, I'm still trying to hassle Mike to go to this, um, but I would love to see John Jones and Alexander Gustafson fight again. I think it makes sense too. Like the timing's kind of right. What was Gus's last fight? Didn't did he, he's coming off a win? He, I think he was, and then he was gonna. He wanted to fight Cormier, and then he was gonna right. fight somebody else, and he tore his. He got hurt right before a fight, which right. sounded like. I mean, not that he wasn't hurt, but like, okay. Like you know, or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I I think that fight makes a lot of sense. You know, the, their first fight was an instant classic. You know, probably one of the best. You know, light heavyweight fights. Yeah, I think and, that's the best one. Yeah, and frankly. people have been clamoring for it for a long time now. So you know, and what better a uh, uh, venue, right, than Madison Square Garden? Uh, was was Jones in the first Madison Square Garden one? Because I know he was at New York, right? Because he did the whole. I don't think like Jones. Part. Jones one time said he didn't want to fight in New York because the taxes were so high. Which made yeah. me really respect John Jones even more, if I'm being honest with you. Because I'm like, yeah, man, he's right. The <laughs> income taxes, state income taxes is really high in New York State. Oh, uh, but, I mean, maybe. I think if he wants to get cheered. Well, because, correct me if I'm wrong. I might be Because wasn't he from New York or something? He's from upstate. He's from, uh, yeah, but still, I mean, yeah, he's like, he's up near, uh, His both his brothers went to Syracuse. Right, actually, and um, we met one of them. You remember? Were you was that with you when we yeah, met his yeah, brother? Yeah. He was he was in Vegas shopping in one of the stores or some shit. That's what I just whispered to Stefan. I'm like, is that Arthur Jones? And then Arthur Jones definitely heard that, so I just went up to him I'm like, are you Arthur Jones? Yes, I am. Confirmed. He okay. seems super, he seems he seemed really nice though. Yeah, um, yeah, I think it should be that fight. Personally, I don't. I think that'd be it. great. I mean, we did talk about uh, Valentino and Joanna Champion. I mean, but Tyron just... and Tyron and Colby's another one. That wouldn't um, be bad either. I don't hate that either. But I think of those three, John Jones and Alex is probably the biggest one you could do. I would. Think. Yeah. Um, Luke Thomas was saying he was interviewing Colby and like I, I miss this, but he said like the facade wore off for a second. You know, the whole I'm not sure how much of a facade it is. He is that he's a racist, but the MAGA bullshit wore off for a moment. For like you could well, tell he was saying it was really like they're really like they're really talking about him and Woodley at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, I mean, I think so, that would, I think that's a good fight, but I think that John Jones and you got to, I mean, Bob, you think there's a belt of John Jones? Oh God, yes! Come on now, that's definitely a belt. That's how you get Daniel Cormier to stick around. You make a new, you have an interim champion. People think is more legitimate than him. That's, that's how you I, get him. To I just, I just be worried with. I, I guess if you're gonna put him in a main event, who cares if you're throwing a belt at? I it mean, too? if you can, I mean, I was gonna say like if they could get George back Ooh. to fight somebody, George and Tyron. They That'd get Nick. I know Nick and Nate don't want to fight on the same card, but if you can get Nick, 
But the thing is, like, I don't know who's Nick in a fight. And does Nick really want to fight Woodley? Does Nick or does Nick want to fight GSP? And does George want that fight? Yeah, yeah, that would be. I mean, Nick and Nate would just be that's stellar. That's just yeah, that's gold. I mean, I've we've seen Nate a few times. I know mm-hmm. I've seen Nate lose a lot. I'm realizing. I saw him yeah. lose to. I saw him get kicked in. The, he actually get knocked out. We saw him get kicked in the head by Josh Thompson and knocked out. That's true. We saw Ben Henderson whoop his ass for 25 minutes. That was sad. <laughs> that was real. I mean, it was entertaining ass whooping, but it was an ass whooping. Did he win any fucking fights we've been to? <laughs> uh, I remember the first Strike Force event that they had that I went to. I just missed his fight. He won. <laughs> you missed Nate? Yeah, because I went there and I was like, oh shit, that's Nick's brother. I never seen him fight before. I know we saw Nick. We saw Nick beat. Um, yeah, I saw him in Strike Force. We saw. We, we saw him also beat beat. We saw him beat BJ live too. I remember. Oh yeah, that was a good one too. Though we were sitting, we were sitting, we were sitting next to the Hawaiian, the 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 Hawaii, the BJ Penn section, which you knew because that's how they sold tickets on BJPenn.com. I'm legitimately looking up to see if I've ever seen Nate Nate Diaz win a fucking fight live, and I'm realizing the answer is, uh, <laughs> no. Do we, do, we see, do we see him fight Cowboy? I thought we might have been. No, there. Maybe we no, that was uh, no, we didn't see him fight Cowboy. It felt like I was there. God, I this is depressing. I gotta see Nate get a fucking win. I really thought I haven't seen him, quite frankly, given the number of fights we've been to. Um, all right. Um, what was the other? Do we have any other news for this week? There's smatterings. Uh, Apparently, there's a whole second bare knuckle league that we just figured out. Oh my god, I'm so disappointed. <laughs> I mean, I- I'm glad that this is flourishing, but I really just want one big, <laughs> big. <laughs> Uh, organization to get all because I guess we, we watched the Burr Knuckle FC, the fighting championships, mm. and this other one's what probably the world world, world bare knuckle. I don't know, it's the one that Johnny Hendricks is now a part of, yeah. Which I mean, all right, I didn't really need to see Johnny get it, get roped uh, into more fists, yeah. Brennan, Brennan Ward is from Bellator, right? That yeah, name sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah, is he the champ? I thought, I think he held the belt for like a short time, yeah, okay. Um, other news: Chuck and Tito with the press conference. We got a date, November twenty fourth, the Saturday after Thanksgiving, which is a weird date, quite frankly, it for is, Chuck and Tito. Three, yeah. they normally try to avoid stuff in general. That I weekend. wonder if the UFC left it open, and that's why they're kind of trying to strike that. Well, iron. they're doing it. It's going to be a three round main event, which I think we all agree is probably right. for the best. Yeah, that's more than enough. Uh, really. Yeah, uh, they're going to go. They're going to do it at uh, the Forum in Inglewood. Right. Um, Chuck today said. He expects around 200,000 pay-per-view buys, which if I swear to God, if Chuck Liddell and Tito Ortiz do 200,000 pay-per-view buys, you're going to like, you're going to hear Dana White shit his pants from miles away. Really? That it, is a it, lot. Of, that is a lot for something with nothing. Like no how, UFC how much, did, how much did Bellator do when they Maybe did? Maybe a hundred. Like, so when they, when they did, what was it? Was it Ortiz? Who did Ortiz fight in that first big, was it Ortiz in Rampage or post a fight? And they got, I don't remember. I, th- I can't remember how well it did. Cause I mean, look at, Chuck and Tito have a lot of history. A lot of people know those fighters that, you know, probably don't watch a lot of MMA now. So 200,000, I mean, it does seem like a lot. And I don't know. We'll have to see how the promotion goes, right? Like they really need to kick it up and get a lot of people aware. I think that's the biggest thing, right? Just awareness of this organization that isn't really an MMA organization. You know these two guys, but, you know, and and I don't know. Do they have anything surrounding that card at all yet? I don't know. We're, we're all joking. Like, I mean, yeah, we're throwing around fun fantasy I'm just going to say, if it's, if it's one MMA fight and a bunch of boxing fights underneath the card, I'm Ugh. not going to be happy. I mean, I'm not even going to buy it at that point. Yeah. Um, we, we bought. We paid for Bare Knuckle. We're going to pay for Dad this. Dad had a lot of fighters. By the way, this new Bare Knuckle League, I better be able to watch it on Fight. Because Mark gonna... and I are the Bare Knuckle guys on this podcast now. Apparently. And I want to I want to watch Phil Baroni fight. Uh... I definitely want to see that. Is and it that's Chris Lieben? And that's in this other organization, right? Yeah, it's in the other one. The other one's better. This one's better. Is I'm it? Say, this, uh, then again, um, Chris Lytle, we learned, was too good for that other organization. Chris, Chris Lytle lit USA. it up. I was, that was the most exciting fight. Yeah, I'm going to see if I can find what the W World Bodybuilding. Bodybuilding? Okay, now Not we're bodybuilding. Good. World Kick. World Bare Knuckle. I, I, it starts sounding like the fucking, like that. Remember Vince had a bodybuilding organization in the early 90s? I, thought I like, did not remember that. Part. Oh, that was a thing. And then, yeah, that was his solution to the steroid thing. I'm just going to put the people's steroids in bodybuilding. All right. I mean, All right. okay. <laughs> See, they got they're gonna do it in Casper, Wyoming, which is basically the old okay. Wyoming. Yeah, they got leave. I see. Oh, they got Sean Merriman. They got the football player. Okay, Melvin Gillard's on their car on their website. Ooh, okay. Is he able to fight? Isn't he getting charges pressed on him because he 
Fucking beat up two people? Do you see that shit? Melvin fucked those people up. I'm not surprised. Um, They got Josh Neer. Okay. And they got Isaac Valley Flag. This is a better organization, man. I'm saying. Maybe, Bob. Maybe. We'll we'll watch this event. We'll see how the production values are. Because that uh, bare knuckle had pretty good production. Yeah, you know what? As long as I can order it. uh, There's a guy in a luchador mask on uh, on this website. Joel the Beekeeper Paredes. He's He's wearing a luchador mask. Um, Virgil's Wicker. That sounds familiar too. It's all MMA fighters as usual. All right. Um, yeah, as long as you can watch it on Fight, man. I'm all about Fight TV we'll now. That's that was the way we'll, to we'll watch price it. Point they want. Well, you know, that's not bad. I mean, let's just knock out talk about this card this next week while we're at it, man. Let's just get this shit. Sure. Let's just see what's on this thing real quickly. Because as you and I were talking before the show, it wasn't bad necessarily. It's not super stinky. I mean, it's not great. You know, it's. I mean, to be clear, the main event's going to go on at, like, you know, what, 11 p.m. Pacific time, and you're going to wonder what the fuck the UFC is thinking, but, you know, as we normally do, but it's got, you know... Like, they have the pieces here, if they rearranged them a little bit, could have had a really solid... Oh, man, we started with Jimmy Manoa versus Glover Teixeira, and then we got Tiago Santos versus Jimmy Manoa, and then we have Tiago Santos versus uh, Eric Anders. That's your main event. Bits and changes. I now. like Eric. I like Eric Anders. He's a really good fighter. He's young. I don't think the UFC deserves people like this willing to fight, take fights like this. On I mean, because he days. just fought like what two fights ago? He fought in August. He kicked the dude upside the head. That, that, that was the one where it was not going well. That remember yeah, that fight? He was like a minus fifteen hundred favorite. Yeah, well, I, I think he was winning, right? But it was definitely like this dude. That well, was... we were watching. We were watching the bare knuckle thing too. In fairness, yeah. at the same time. <laughs> but yeah, that's a fast turnaround. That's he fought in August twenty fifth. Yeah, he's going to – that's – okay. I mean, it's Brazilian. And commission. I think he's moving up a weight class too. Yeah, this is all seems real – uh, 205. Both of the, is both I, thought, I thought his last fight was at middleweight. No, it was 205. Uh, I okay. think he moved up. I think he moved up. He's a really like – he's not tall, but he's like – He's yoked. thick, yeah. He's a thick man, yeah. All right. Fair uh, enough, then. Uh, I think that's uh, Cowboy Oliveira, the Brazilian one, is also on this card. Right. Against a guy without a Wikipedia page. Yep. Hogerio versus Sam Alvey. Sorry, Sam Alvey. I've been fooled too many times. That that one's just like, I don't know what's... That's that going to be the most boring fight anybody's seen Yeah, because I while. mean, I just rem- I'm just reminded of the Rashad Little Nog fight and how lackluster that was. And Sam Alvey... And Rashad sucked too. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> yeah, Sam Alvey Rashad was not good. And like, I was so high on Sam Alvey. You know, there was a stint in the UFC where he was knocking people out and looking great and... He's just he's too he's too reserved now with that right hand. He's got to let it go. You got to let it fly. Um, but yeah, hard to get excited for that one, unfortunately. Yeah, um, Henan Barrow's taking on a guy without a Wikipedia page. His name is Andre Ewell. He's from Riverside. Right. His nickname is Mister Highlight. Okay, I like Henan Barrow, man. Can we get Henan Barrow some wins? He, he I, yeah, he needs the correct ship. So I we'll thought see. he got one. No, he didn't. He lost again. He's lost four. He's lost a lot of fights. Yeah, the shine's he, worn off. He's had a lot. You know, he's young. I think he's younger than us. He is, but he's had forty fights. Yeah, so that's, you know, he's pretty. Yeah, um, Randa Marcos, uh, one of the favorites of this podcast, um, got a fight. Milena Rodriguez, I believe her name is, or Mariana Rodriguez. Yeah. She does a really good job of uh, trading wins and losses. So expect Randa to win this one. Nice. Not kidding. She hasn't strong. She won three fights to start her career, and then every fight since then has been a loss back or a win back, forth. switching mm. off. Yeah. Charles Oliveira on this card. Trinaldo versus Dunham's on this card. Sergio Moraes versus Ben Saunders might be the most thing I'm most interested in, and that's on Fight Pass. Yeah, Talos Lightis, really good Fight Pass cards. Talos Lightis and Hector Lombard are on there too. I mean, there's could be fun. Yeah, I don't. I mean, don't my version, sure. my version of this card is like four fights. I would have eliminated a lot of people and just you know put some of these people together. Yeah, I think you could have reorganized some of this card and made a really killer main card that I would be interested enough in to watch but having it spread out you know i can't you know this is a whole saturday i can't i just can't do it anymore <laughs> yeah this is no i mean if i'm awake if i'm at home and my tv's happens to end up on one of these fights maybe even then it's a maybe yeah um i'm realizing now i gotta do i'm gonna have to do mma uh 20 questions myself here yeah but i got one for, for you it's doable bod all right fair enough a um, couple things from history. Vanderlei made his Pride debut September 12th, 1999. Vanderlei was the man in Pride. That was, he was the number one attraction that was in Sakuraba, definitely, if not number one overall, right? That was his, he was the star of the show. 
more than anybody else, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, definitely when he, I mean, because really for Japan back then, it was really their heroes, but Sakuraba was that hero and uh, Vanderlei was the foil that he could not topple. So then he basically became, you know, kind of de facto top dog. You know, he was easily considered at 205 to be the best fighter in the world because at the time Pride was the best organization in the world, even though he... In between his fi- uh, his pride fights, he fought Tito for the UFC belt and lost. Um, didn't really deter his trajectory in uh, Japan at all. But yeah, um, he made his. And I mean, give me a little credit, Bob, because when you said uh, when you gave this earlier, I knew it was either Matsui or Carl something. I couldn't remember Carl Malenko. So once I got on that ship, I was like, "What the fuck has this guy been up to?" Because he was kind of a, a two and done. In actually, he might have had three fights in Pride. He had a couple pride fights, and then so I'm, I'm Wikipedia in this guy. I guess he got adopted by the Malenko family, which I guess includes Dean. Wait, wait, that he's that Malenko? I, I guess so. I mean, his last name isn't actually Malenko, and when you look him up, it's Carl Ognenbin. I can't even. Well, Malenko's last name isn't Malenko either, right? Because I think this guy, you know, fosters these kids, and he's like, "Look at this is how you do a key lock." Oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> okay, I just I just googled Curtis Malenko, and they just wrote, you know, Google writes people also ask. Mm-hmm. Is Dean Malenko dead? Uh-oh. What the fuck? Dean is not dead. All right. That is Stinko Malenko. Never forget. Yeah, the, the, the Malenko's last name is really Simon. So I okay. can't even find but Curtis Malenko doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. Oh, he does. It's, Where? It's Carl Malenko. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm looking. Why did I look up Curtis? I don't know. Or did you call him Curtis in the group chat? That might be a thing that happened. Uh, I thought I said Carl, even though when I when I wrote it, it seemed wrong because I don't remember a lot of Carl's. But uh, yeah, no, and apparently, you know, he I I did know that. Oh, yep, he did. He he learned from the great Boris Malenko. That's yeah, awesome. I knew, and I did actually know this, and I didn't put it together, which was dumb. That after Pride, he did some uh Japanese pro wrestling, and I think he had a match where he tagged with like Boss, and they fought Mark Coleman and Kevin Randleman. It was one of those weird like let's get a bunch of MMA fighters and watch them try to throw each other around a wrestling ring. But I guess he kind of stuck with it in the the pro wrestling thing, and he was an All Japan Pro Wrestling Junior Champion Carnival. I guess they have like these tournaments called like carnivals, and then he was in Battle Arts, which I don't know a lot about Battle Arts, but it was kind of like a weird kind of pro wrestling kind of mma hybrid kind of show but uh yeah i i was always interested in this carl malenko guy he had a weird look probably because bobby when i was watching him fight he had his uh his tips bleached and that's when in high school i had mine bleached so i was like oh this is a guy i can really get on board with (laughs) but uh yeah didn't have a great uh stint in pride uh ran into vanderlei silva rampaging on his debut and uh yeah uh Vanderlei just jumped into Pride and really started uh, owning shop. Um, you know, unfortunately, did have that fight with Tito where he lost an unanimous decision. But once he came back, he was just uh, berserker mode, running through guys. Um, just got a couple draws here and there, but uh, yeah, not until Mark Hunt, uh, like we mentioned earlier, uh, got a split decision. Which I don't even—I don't even remember that being that close. I remember Mark Hunt demolishing him and doing a giant jumping butt slam on him. So that's really the takeaways I have from that one. Um, Lee Murray. Yes. Real quickly, Anderson Silva took the defend. Did he take the title off of him, or did he just win the title and fought him? I honestly don't remember. Um, if he was gonna... already champion. I mean, let's just talk about. This is an excuse to talk about Lee Murray. Pretty much. Newer MMA fans may not know the legend of Lee Murray. Um, Lee Murray. Um, the notorious Lee Murray. Um, or sorry, that was his nickname, Lightning Lee Murray. Dudes in jail. I think still, maybe not. Lee Murray was an MMA fighter, which um, people knew for. Honestly, he was a pretty good fighter. Um, he was eight. His last fight was against Anderson Silva, where he fought for the vacant Cage Rage Middleweight right. Championship. He was one of those guys where the outside of the cage we had some interesting shit. Where um, my man dropped Tito Ortiz in right. a street fight. That's one which, of the, the um, legends, right? Which Tito's excuse was he was wearing. Um, he was wearing dress shoes, so it doesn't count that he got dropped. <laughs> Tito says the Tito did say he got star- dropped, and he um okay, but he popped back up. Tito has a pretty good chin, in fairness too. Um, let's be fa- fair to the man, and it's also a street fight. What are you gonna do? Um, most notably though, our guy Lee Murray robbed a goddamn securities depot, um, in Morocco. 
And it was the largest robbery of its kind in fucking history. Um, I think up until there was some, tra- like, there was some, like, train robbery or something that beat it. But it was the biggest lob robbery at the time. And they kind of got away with that, it for a while, right? It like, took a while. He was also trying to play some extradition shit where he thought if he, like, fathered a child somewhere, he wouldn't get extradited. And that didn't work. Um, he's definitely in jail right now. That's, uh... In, in fact, in 09, he made an, atta- an, escape, an escape attempt. Yep. <laughs> Which I'm reading now, it's just like, man, this guy can't stop being fascinating. Even when he's stuck in jail, he's doing weird shit. And gets it was stuck. 53 million pounds they stole, Jeez. which is, like, barring, ex- considering exchange rate, like, at least $75 million. Um, he got, uh, the, they said that he had to serve at least 10 years in jail. But then they add another 25 years on top of that back in 2010. So we're not going to see Lee Murray for a while. Yeah. Um, he's just one of those characters you hear about in MMA. Um, I think they might have. Did they kill a guy in this whole thing or not? I don't know. If you only got 10 years, I have to think they didn't. I don't think they killed a guy in fairness in here. So, um, but there was, it was a, yeah, uh, it was a goddamn to do. Um, but yeah, Lee Murray's, you know, he was like a goddamn character from a Guy Ritchie movie. Basically, yeah. And in, in in the UFC landscape, he was very much a guy that had that story with Tito. He was kind of an unknown entity, right? I mean, he ended his career at eight, two, and one. He had one fight in the UFC at uh, UFC forty six, mm. um, which was early on. I mean, UFC forty six was a like was around the time they started releasing DVDs for the UFC, and that's when I was mm. snatching that shit up. Uh, but even 46 was early. I think like 42 is when they started like mass producing that shit and having it at Best Buy and stuff. So it was a long time. That was, that was in 04. You know, his last fight was basically, what, 14 years ago? So, yeah, I mean, we're done. Let's be honest yeah. here. But um, just an interesting story. And um, you can find his fight with Anderson. You can just, you know, honestly, go on YouTube and put in Lee Murray just because it's an interesting story, quite frankly. If you want to know what happened to uh, Lightning Lee Murray. Yeah. My man had fast hands. You can ask Tito. I mean, my man. it should. I, I, you know what? They on on the Wikipedia they talk about a film mm-hmm. about the robbery, but that was announced in 08. so it's been a hot ten years. So I can't think that one's still cooking. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So maybe I read up that story. It was interesting. Just go to his Wikipedia page, man. I mean, like he has a long stint about his MMA career, but just as long as about his street brawls and robberies. So. Interesting. Yeah. Um, let's see this 20 questions. All right. So, Bob, uh, 20 questions. Let me just get all my writing utensils here. I think this one, you know, I knew you're, you'd be short staffed here. So, no, I don't, I, you, don't want me, you don't want me to use a computer, right? I don't, you, I don't think you'll need to. Okay. Is it a male fighter? Uh, it is this week. Um, have they ever held a championship in a major organization? Uh, negative. Um, have they fought in the UFC? Uh, they have. Are they an active fighter? They're not. Did they fight in the UFC after UFC 100? Did they fight after 100? No. Okay. That's um, did uh, did this person fight at 185 pounds or higher? Yes. Okay. This person ever fight for a championship in the UFC? Uh, yes. Okay. Was this a title fight at heavyweight? Uh, yes. Okay. This person ever fight in Strike Force? Uh, yes. Okay. So he hasn't fought post UFC 100. No. In the UFC. Okay. That's not Paul Buentello. I probably didn't have that. That's <laughs> a Strike Force question. It's not All bad. Right. Um. This is heavyweight, such a goddamn mess. All right. Yeah, I mean, at this point, you've you've kind of narrowed the scope down a good bit. American? Uh, yes. That's ten. All right. Was there a title fight against an American? Uh, yes. All right. So my options are Randleman, Randy Couture, Tim Sylvia, Frank Mir. These are too many of them. Okay. Um, is he bald? Uh, I would say he's like balding. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would, I would, yeah, yes, yes, yes. 
Sorry. Um, this is tough. All right. I'm, I'm not good with heavyweights. It all kind of runs together. He fought for a title. Okay. He did. At, he fought for a title at heavyweight yes. in the UFC. Yes. Did he fight in any other weight classes in the UFC? Uh, no. Okay. Who the fuck did Randy Couture beat up? <laughs> Who did Tim Sylvia beat up? Uh... Okay, I'm drawing a blank. This isn't good. What am I at? <laughs> you're at you're at you're at a solid thirteen. I'm already at thirteen. You're at thirteen. Okay. I don't think this could be done. Okay, let me think. <laughs> Trying to remember old guys. Too many goddamn fights now. I can't remember old fighters all that well off the top of my head. Um, I'll give you a little. Was, hit. The, the, the championship might throw you a little bit. I think that one's going to be difficult. Okay. All right. Um, this person fighting the WWE ever? WWE, no. Or F, whatever you want to call it? Uh, yeah, no. You can't give me Don Fry again. You already did that once. No, it's not okay. Don Fry again. Uh, I didn't ask Don. I didn't ask. Okay. No, no, I'm not, yeah, I'm not. I didn't count that one. Obviously. Um, what's the who the fuck are the guy? It's a super fight title. What the fuck was a super fight title? Um, that was became the heavyweight title. It it, uh, it technically is the heavyweight title, but yeah, okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. You black? No. Oh, uh, you know who I was going with, right? I do, and that you're you're sniffing closer. <laughs> I uh, he he did he win did he ever was he was Mark Smith oh no Mark Smith what's his name um, Maurice Smith Maurice Smith was he actually champ yeah he beat he, he did. beat up because uh, he beat um he beat Mark Coleman <laughs> yeah did this person ever kick Mark Coleman in the face N- no <laughs> okay I'm just so guessing individual fucking fighters right are the... I'm gonna I'm gonna fail this one you're, you're in this... the right era and you're gonna I know kicking yourself because. Were they in the UFC video game, the first one? If you don't know, I can just pull this question back. I, I really, I don't think he was, but you would have expected him to be. What the fuck? All right, it's not the water, man. I really, yeah, it, it's not. <laughs> I got not gonna see UFC Dreamcast roster. <laughs> He's definitely like. This dude should have been in the fucking video game, but I don't think he was. Oh, shit. Uh, let's, no. There is not a lot of information on that UFC. Yeah. Was, was... But I really don't think he was. Who the fuck was a goddamn heavyweight at this time? Was his nickname Cabbage? N- uh, no, but sniffing around... I, I'm just circling the same motherfucker. It's like there's one guy in the middle of all these fights. That, oh, like, there is. I'm not... There is one nucleus to all this shit. <sighs> and he definitely wasn't champion. He definitely was not champion. And it wasn't like he was champion. He was stripped. You're not counting those people no, either, right? No. Okay. He, he never held the belt. Because <sighs> it can't be Rico or Josh or... Also fought in Strike Force. I don't know if that's yeah. gonna help you. <laughs> I was, that's, I was, that's why I thought it was Buentello at first. That's why I went with that question. Again, you like you're you're just sniffing at all the right places. I'm just thinking of affliction cards now. <laughs> A little hint, not an affliction. God damn it. Uh We really brought this fucking podcast to a halt. <laughs> You're so close. <laughs> I have to imagine there's got to be someone listening that's just like, oh, tip of the tongue. It's like, Bobby, you fucking idiot. What is it? <laughs> um, you got two more. Or we can throw in that towel. Now I'm just going to guess two more questions. Okay. That's going to be that's gonna be the end of it there. I'm trying to wonder if Pedro Hizzo had an American passport or something. <laughs> <laughs> 
Let me just say, like, a lot of the guys you mentioned, this guy has fought. Yeah, I know. They all, <laughs> there's only like seven guys in the UFC. They get fighting each other. Like you're listening to all these names. I'm like, he fought that. Guy. I literally, I literally, I get, I came up with Cabbage Correa, and it's not him. For the love of God. Um. Dean Lister never fought in the UFC. No, it's not Dean Lister. It's not Dean. No. I can give you that one for free. Frank Mir was the champion. Who's some fat guy that Frank Mir lost to or something? The guy who fought Kimbo never got a title fight. Frank Shamrock had no... I mean, Ken Shamrock had no heavyweights hanging out with him. He really didn't. Rico was champion. Tim Sylvia was champion. Barnett was champion. Pedro's Brazilian. Fuck. Fuck. Come on now. Kevin Randleman was champion. Did Mark Kerr fight in the UFC? Mark Kerr, he did. What was the name of Mark Kerr's friend? Mark Coleman? <laughs> oh, damn. It was Mark Coleman? Okay. I weighed the white flag. Who was it? Okay. It was... David, Tank, Abbott. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> I got Tank Abbott wrong? You got Tank It was so bad. He fought Wesley Cabbage Carrera twice. He fought <laughs> Paul Bertello in Strike Force. Oh, God damn it. Limbo Slice and Elite XC. Mm. Uh, it, so I think what really threw you was he fought Maury Smith for the, the UFC heavyweight champion. I don't even know if I saw this. This was UFC 15. His submission, he lost by submission from exhaustion. He went eight minutes and eight seconds. <laughs> but uh, yeah, for I mean, we always we always kind of touch upon these guys. And, and Bob, in all fairness, um, by yourself, it's hard to get the brain, brain, uh, the brain flowing to those different ideas outside of what you're just kind of narrow, like kind of scoping in on. But uh, yeah, David Tank Abbott was probably the first kind of breakout star for the UFC in those early early days. We're talking UFC six. Um, it was really just a, a, a bar brawler. Um, he called his style, uh, pit fighting. He came from Huntington beach. He was the original Huntington beach, bad boy. Um, as legend goes, he, uh, he took Tito. Um, I mean, I don't want to say under his wing, but he, he, he used Tito as a training partner for some of these early UFC fights. Um, and then, you know, his career is pretty fledgling, you know, he was really a heavy hitter. Um, but also had, you know, somewhat of a wrestling background for those early days. And, you know, he did fairly well in the UFC. Um, the names he lost to were kind of the mainstays. Oleg Pektokarov, which we talked about, has a blooming movie career. The Beast Dan Severin, of course. Uh, Scott Ferreros was probably the one I was most disappointed in because it was just a bigger, fatter guy that just leaned up against him too much. Um, lost to the likes of Don Fry, Victor Belford, Maury Smith, like we mentioned before, uh, Pedro Hizro. Frank Mir, Kim, uh, Kimo, uh, Wesley Carrera. He had one fight in Pride against Yoshida. Um, and then we mentioned his fight with Balter uh, Paul Bortero and uh, Kimbo Slice. But uh, yeah, David Tank Abbott uh, also uh, was on Friends, an episode of Friends, where uh, mm -hmm. John Ferreira was pretending to get Favreau. into... Yeah, I was pretending to get into the UFC and had a UFC fight against uh, uh, David Tank Abbott. And I guess he was also in the web series for black dynamite where there is, I guess there's like a segment called black dynamite teaches a hard way. And where, and I guess the scene was a black dynamite mannequin teaches him what to do in case of an earthquake. So there you go. That's, Fair enough. Those are all the fun factoids I have for David to take out it. Um, he also was a pro wrestler and, uh, one time they said, tank, we need you to have a weapon to attack this guy with. So tank took out a knife. <laughs> Also, uh, a very short-lived uh, MMA magazine called Fight Sport, which uh, Stephen Quadros uh, kind of uh, published and produced and wrote. Uh, Tank was the cover athlete for one of those issues. And I love the picture where he is uh, training with a grappling dummy. The dummy has him in guard, and he has pulled out a gun. <laughs> so I was like, yep, that's a pretty good uh, guard-passing maneuver. Pull out that uh, 9mm, and uh, you can pretty much get to mount pretty easy from there. But yeah, yeah, there um, you go. Uh, yeah. All right. And you know what? Um, I don't have confirmation, but I don't think he was in the UFC fighting game, the Dreamcast game. But it seems like he fucking should have, you know? <laughs> like, 
like by the way your dreams of us having a one-hour podcast unless we go real quick through stuff we like that shit ain't happening um all right um stuff we like um two shows came out that i watch um two new seasons new seasons of two shows i watch um american vandal season two right and bojack horseman season five. Oh yeah Bojack, Bojack Horseman, um, so um, I saw a headline that said Bojack, Bojack Horseman is the funniest, saddest, and best show on TV. And while I don't agree with all of those things, at all, or any of them really necessarily, <laughs> I need to be in the right mindset to watch Bojack Horseman because that shit is a fucking bummer. Like, it's hard to, if you don't watch Bojack Horseman, it's kind of hard to describe that, what's going on with this show exactly, but I guess... He's an old, fading Hollywood star who's a narcissist with de- depression and a drinking problem. Yeah, and, and they lean into that, right? Like they really the it's, it's so well done. I just thought it was gonna be some stupid show about a man, an animated show about a guy, like a world where people and animals are together and why dude he's a horseman yeah so you know but that in and of itself more than enough for a good premise for a tv yeah it is it is an awesome show i watched like three f i watched four episodes of that and started getting depressed um it's not really the show you want to watch where you're going to go to your grandfather's memorial the next day so maybe be in a good mood when you watch bojack horseman Uh, it's funny but sad too right like it has some good jokes but it's also um Oh. Aaron, you got Will Arnett's playing Bojack Horseman. I'm sure I've talked about this five times now at this point, fifth season, but he's good as uh, Aaron Paul's good on the show. Um, Allison Breeze on the show. Um, she's pretty good. Um, Will Arnett's Bojack Horseman. Um, Amy Sedaris plays um, his uh, agent, who's a cat. Right. Princess Caroline. Uh, Paul F. Tompkins is the. Paul F. Tompkins is Mr. Peanut Butter. Mr. Mr. Peanut, Peanut Butter is great. Um, but yeah, so it's. I watched that. It was. You know, pretty good. Um, season two of American Vandal. American Vandal is a show I hyped up quite a bit. Um, my friend Hillary actually recommended it to me, and she fucking nailed it because it's basically a spoof of like a um, serial or um, what's the name of that NPR podcast? Uh, how to catch a no, no, no. no. <laughs> but that was a, no serial was the podcast. Yeah. Was the name of the podcast? Uh, making, um, a murderer, making a murderer. Yeah. The premise in the first season was that someone had had went to the t in his high school had painted dicks on all the cars in the teacher's parking lot and um these guys investigate this shit and there's twists and turns and it's the best quite frankly. i really need um, to give it a shot because that, that it makes me so happy it's really kind of fun and i mean it, obviously it's gotten a lot of fanfare not just from you bob but like you know i've been seeing articles yeah i mean because I, I well because like when my friend told me about it i was like is this just going to be a show that's like Oh, like, is this the one joke? Like, is that it? Yeah. And is that, you know, um, but I'm like, oh, you know, um, well, uh, it's not, it just goes more and more and more deeper into it. And the second season, the premise is, and I'm not spoiling anything cause you watched the trailer, um, is that at a high school, um, it's lemon, people are drink the lemonade and the lemonade has laxative and everybody shits everywhere. All right. <laughs> and then a guy takes credit for it and he calls himself the turd burglar. And his he has a calling card and it's they the, the premise is, you know, the kids who were the documentary filmmakers of the first season, they bring him in for the second season. The school calls them, you know, to investigate. Mm-hmm. It's well, I mean, I'm like I'm only a few episodes in. It it strikes very much the same tone as the first season, but I like it, man. It's uh it's well done. It's it's just a funny show. It's a good concept. I'll see how it goes. I worry about some of the shows like this where, like, maybe they only had one season worth of ideas. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I'm, you know. So far, so good. We'll see. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's it. Go ahead, Yeah, I, uh, I actually had a Netflix show that I wanted to talk about. I haven't watched a ton of episodes. This is a new animated series called The Dragon Prince. Um, it's by the creator, I believe, of Avatar, which I've watched a bit of Avatar, I watched a bit of uh, Legend of Korra, which are, you know, really highly esteemed um, cartoons from Nickelodeon. This is kind of his first project, you know, um, outside of the Nickelodeon um, umbrella. And it's been really fun. You know, I've only watched the first two seasons. Um, it has much more of a kind of fantasy flair. There's dragons, there's elves, there's different nations warring at each other and all that good stuff. But I, I enjoy the first two episodes. You know, it has an interesting premise. Um, I like the animation style, even though it's this kind of 
pseudo CGI 3D. It still looks like a cartoon. It still looks kind of hand drawn. Um, and the animation's nice, you know, it's highly detailed. And and the and the story's really good. You know, the characters are fun. There is a bit of childish humor to it, but it doesn't come off as like annoying. Um, it's kind of endearing. Uh, but I am only two episodes in, and mostly what I've heard outside of what I've seen is that it is only nine episodes. I think they're like 22 minutes long, so it goes by really fast, which is kind of this weird problem I have with Netflix shows. There's these shows that I don't like that I end up watching, like a lot of the Marvel stuff, unfortunately, that goes on way too long. And then there's shows that I really like that seem to end way too soon, and this seems to be more of the latter. Um, but from what I've seen so far, I've really enjoyed it. Um Outside of that, obviously, I'm still working through Spider-Man, loving it. Um, I'm, I think I'm past the honey, honeymoon phase where I'm not just like just completely blown away by it, like just how gorgeous everything looks and animates and kind of the fluidity of swinging around the city. Um, at this point, I put in some serious time into it. And I'm just now I'm just enjoying the uh, the world building, uh, you know, earning stuff through the game, your new abilities, your new suits, um, and the story's been engaging as well. Um, but I did want to mention. One game that's coming out as you guys are listening to this. This is coming out on, I believe, on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and probably even PC. This is the Capcom Beat 'em Up Collection. And while on the face that could sound really exciting, there is some good stuff in here, but not some of Capcom's best uh, Beat 'em Up stuff. So this includes Final Fight, Knights of the Round, Dragons of the Round. There's like there's like three or four that I haven't really put much time into. There's Battle Circuit, which is a kind of mech. Um, beat em up game that actually has never been released in, on console. So basically, you're getting, I think, seven beat em up games. Captain Commando is another one. Um, and they're all going to be able to play online. So, I mean, I think what I think it's a good lineup. Uh, and hopefully, if this uh, product does well, they'll be able to do a second version or a volume two because there's a couple of really good Capcom beat em ups that have not been uh, made available to the public on consoles, mostly because of licensing licensing issues. Um, and I'm referring to Alien vs. Predator, which is a big one, uh, Cadillacs and Dinosaurs. They also did the Punisher beat-em-up. Um, and then one that came out on uh, PS3 and 360 uh, last generation, the Dungeons & Dragons side-scrolling beat-em-up is also a really highly touted um, beat-em-up. So... Those are going to be really tough to get licensing for to have them be available again for sale. But if they could get, you know, Sega on board, which holds the licensing for Aliens, they'd also have to get. I mean, I think a lot of this just comes down to Disney because Sega had a dealership, had a deal with Fox to do Alien stuff, but Fox is now kind of under Disney. And then the Punisher stuff was obviously through Marvel, which is now owned by Disney. And I don't know who owns Cadillac and Dinosaurs. I think that's like a graphic novel or something. I'm not super familiar with that. Um, but this version that's coming out um, this week has Final Fight and a bunch of really classic uh, beat-em-ups. And I'm a huge fan of the beat-em-up genre, especially what Capcom was doing back in those days. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely uh, looking forward to picking that up on the Switch. And also this week, if you're interested in that beat-em-up game and you want to play online, you will have to decide if you want to sign up for um, Nintendo's online service, which fortunately is pretty affordable at 20 bucks for a year or five bucks for a month. I'm not sure what the break, maybe it's three bucks for a month. I'm not sure what the breakdown is. It's a fairly inexpensive online service when you compare it to Xbox Live and PlayStation Plus. Um, you're not getting quite as much out of it as you do for those, whereas with Xbox and um, PlayStation, you're getting at least two you know, current gen games for each of those consoles. And what Nintendo's doing is they're giving you 20 games, but they're all uh, NES games. So, I mean, your mileage might vary. If you're kind of a younger gamer that hasn't, that didn't grow up in the 8-bit era, sometimes these games could be a little hard to get into because, you know, stylistically how they look is, it seems a little primitive by today's standards. But there's a lot of classic games in there, including your Mario, Super Mario Brothers 1 and 3 uh, Zelda, and I think I even saw on the Nintendo Direct they did last week, they, it looked like they had River, Since, River City Ransom, which is a top-notch, one of my favorite Nintendo games. So if they had that on there, that's not too bad. But um, yeah, that's pretty much all I got this week. I gotta buy Spider-Man, man. You should. You're gonna like it, but I'll you're also, you get... Every every day you don't get it, you get closer to Black Friday, and this is definitely going to be on sale for Black Friday, but I don't think you'd be disappointed, Bob, paying full price for this because uh, it's it's top-notch. It's quality. 
when I was leaving the memorial, I almost went straight to Best Buy, and I was like, I want to be the guy who shows up to Best Buy in a suit, buys Spider-Man, and walks out the door. You're a businessman. I just heard about this Spider-Man game, and I'm here to pick it up. That would have been a good play. Um, all right, guys. We'll be back next week. Uh, we're going to preview the Bellator card next week because we're going to it. Uh, Mark and I are going to go. Uh, Mark and I, our friend Max, uh, Mark's fiance, Christine, we're all going. Um, we paid tickets. This we paid money to go to this because we wanted to go with our. You know, we're going friends. as we're going as fans. Exactly, which means I get to drink, among other things. And it probably means we're going to work just as hard there as the people actually. On yeah, place. probably to be honest. Just sit there and fucking enjoy the fights. Yeah. Um. All right, guys. Thank you all for listening. Back next week. Thank you and peace out. Yeah.